Welcome back to Rhyme and the Frostmaiden. When we left our party, they were in the dire situation, chased by a mighty frost giant riding on the giant? back of an, a giant. Giant or giants? Because <laughs> <laughs> you will said they found themselves in dire situations, and then you corrected yourself to be a dire situation. <laughs> Our two uh, guest players, Jinwoo and Jules, have hidden in the snowbank, and you've given the roles, and they are very, very good. Ahead, down the hill, we have our party, Zalfiz and Graham riding the back of Snockabos, and maybe like 20 feet ahead of them is Gon, who is still making his escape. Let's see if the Frost Giant actually notices the two hidden players is a 20 enough i'm at 23 i'm at 21. so the thunderous mammoth crashes by you spraying snow in all directions its foot crashes down into the floor near you the whole ground shakes and you feel for a moment you are actually going to be crushed beneath its mighty footsteps but it sails on by and you kind of poke your head out of the snow and you see its descending form piling down the hill towards Zalfiz and Graham and beyond them, gone. They are making progress at speed, but nothing can outrun this mighty beast. Zalfiz, Graham, what do you do? Are you gonna stand your ground or are you gonna try and catch up with gone? Is it still too late to turn into snow shift? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you can try and hide. No, I, <laughs> Probably going to be difficult because I mean, it can see you I right mean, now. You can run into the snowdrift, it'll just squish you in the snowdrift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. It'll just make a nice slushy Zalfas. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to chase Gun. <laughs> like, I'm going to try to pass out Gun. Like, I'm going to chase Gun. Like, it's, I'm, I'm trying my best on the back of uh, Lady Penguin. Like, with my little handlebars, trying to like pass him on like a moped. Like, like you know those guys that deliver drivers that pass you when you're stuck in traffic. Like, you hate those. Guys. You hate those guys so much. I'm one of those guys. So I'm okay, for. let's do this as initiative. So can I ask everyone to roll initiative for me, please? Oh no. Okay. Uh, okay, okay. So let's let's start off with let's start off with gone. Uh, so Niall, how did you do? All right. What did I get? I rolled a. Hold on. Hmm. My roll 20 is not rolling. Takes a while. There you go. No, it's just not rolling. Oh, there's Dan's, that I guess. That one's me. Sorry. It's not rolling. Um, oh, I'll come, come back. Should we come back to you? Yeah, yeah, come back to me. Okay, so uh, Daniel, how did you do? I got a 13 total. 13 for Jinwoo. Um, Steve, how did, um, how did you do? So, Jules is rolling with a... Ooh, it's a 23! Nice, okay. Um, uh, current. Perfect. I, Great. I got a 10. <laughs> wow. With all your that's bonuses, including, including my plus 8, yeah. Uh, Zalf is. Uh, I have rolled a 6. And uh, Graham, uh, sorry, uh, gone. Did you manage to get it working? No, I have everything enabled. I don't know. It could, I don't know. My connection could just be laggy or something like that. Just roll like, in real life and like... I'll roll a normal dice. Oh, look at that, 27. No way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I rolled a 25. See, I'm glad said 27 to make it more believable. <laughs> to make it more believable. Okay. Yeah. Now we uh, don't believe you. And I'm going to roll for the Frost Giant together. So the Frost Giant actually gets an 11 as a minus one. So, bloody hell, 25, did you say? Well, yeah. you are acting first as you, you pile ahead of all of them. He has an alert, doesn't he? Ah. <sighs> So Gon, oh, what? Uh, so how close is the? Gon looks behind him and he sees that not everyone has necessarily ran away. They stalled, and he he does stop. He turns around, and he runs straight at the mammoth and the giant, and um, he leaps off the snockabo, and he transforms into a mammoth. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You don't do what? With, with Jules, it's a bad idea. Jules is going to hit the wrong mammoth. You're going to take some friendly right, okay. have, have so, some <laughs> feet. There is some this, this, is, this, is, this is where you say the GM is like, okay, roll to see if you hit the false mammoth. Yeah. <laughs> We're not taking any of that. So we've got this enormous mammoth covered in snow with a giant on its back and a cage of the Remoras charging down, facing 
Zalfiz and Graham, who are looking terrified as below them, charging up the hill, is another giant mammoth, although you did see I'd love gone. to do it just as, like, I'm coming up. As, as it's coming up, I'd like to, like, transform into it just underneath it, so I'm, like, lifting it as I'm transforming into it. Um, okay, oh, let's, let's do it. Cool let's go point. for it. Yeah, let's do it. That's okay, really cool. Let's, let's go for it. <laughs> let's, uh, as the two mighty titans crash into each other, I'm going to need that attack roll. Okay. I love chat. It's now just a Spider-Man meme, but with two mammoths. <laughs> <laughs> that is a gore. That is a 16. Oh, can, mammoths get plus 10 to hit, so I got a 26. Nice. Okay, so you, your tusks Perfect. bury themselves in the, the matted form of the mammoth, and it roars with terror. That is an absolute hit. A roll for damage. 48. That's a That's a 5 plus... Uh, 20, 20 points of damage. Okay. Blood sprays in all directions. The mammoth rears, then crashes down, forcing your tusks from it. And the giant leaps from its back. Next in round is uh, Steve, Jules. So Jules looks at Jinyu and goes, uh, I run faster than you. Thieves tools now. But toss him the thieves tools. Um, it's actually my 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 culinary my knife my the kit with all my knives and there's just a little <laughs> spot for thieves tools. Nice, take them a go. Gotcha. And Jules like just gently like grabs them, has them in hand, and just leaps up out of that hole and just starts running, just at a pure sprint. So Jules, as a monk, can uh, move and then use her action to dash. Okay. Also use their bonus action with a key point to dash again. And we're going to make this a scramble up, Shadow of the Colossus style, up this, the good mammoth, the one that has the cage. This okay. Jules can figure this out. Okay, so I want <laughs> you to give me a either acrobatics or athletics roll as you clamber up the back of this mammoth. Gosh, let's do some acrobatics here. So that is a 23. No problems at all. Despite the fact this mammoth is rearing and crashing in all directions and you're flung from side to side, you grab onto this, this cage and it appears to be made from bone. Enormous titanic bone. You don't recognize it, but inside is this, this centipede, this, this fiery creature roiling against its bonds. And it, so the, the energy it's giving off, it's angry, it's scared. What am, I, what am I feeling here? It's it's really young. You feel okay. that maybe it's been ripped from its family. Maybe even seen its family killed. Stuffed into this cage and carried away. And it is terrified, but that terror is being channeled into anger. Gotcha. Um, I, I, it, if Jules can still act, I think Jules wants to you still just kind of extend a hand. Absolutely. Well, I've given action to move again unless it was close enough. Oh. Uh, um, but Jules just wants to, like, slowly put a hand kind of forward here, um, kind of like he would approach, like, a terrified animal um, and is looking to just connect here and just have that moment, even if it's fleeting, of just calm. Um, I'm going to let you have a, a hand or animal, but due to the extreme situation, it's rolling with a at disadvantage. I would have said advantage. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you can do what you want. I, what do you want from me? <laughs> disadvantage. So I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll with disadvantage here. Yeah. So my lowest tier is a ten, making it a thirteen total. So the 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 Remoraz spins around and faces you with these like black, lidless eyes, and it pauses its struggle. And for a moment, you feel you're sharing a moment. It's staring at you, and you're staring at it. And your hand goes through the cage. And although you don't touch it, because you realize it would burn the very flesh from your bones, you realize for a moment, it is calm. Cool. And next in round, we have... Gosh, these are some low rolls. It is uh, Daniel, 13. Uh, uh, Sick. So did the mammoth, did did, did our, our false mammoth deal any damage to either the, the real mammoth or the giant? Yeah, Enormous amounts damage of damage. Yeah. To, um, the main mammoth. <laughs> That's a lot of The main mammoth? Yeah. The real okay. mammoth, I did 20 points of damage. Also damage false mammoth? No, 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 this is a real mammoth. 
Okay, friend mammoth and foe <laughs> mammoth. Um, I am going actually, to... Actually, one, one descripting thing is whenever Gon shapeshifts, he still retains his color, so he's actually like a light blue mammoth. It's a oh, mammoth okay, with a beard. It's, it's, it's a mammoth cool. with a beard, apparently. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> beard. Amazing. Scruffy beard, beard and maybe some like... Oh, I love that. Okay, so I am... Since the uh, giant's mammoth has taken damage, I'm going to use Colossus Slayer. So, well, hopefully I can hit it, but I'm also hidden, so this is going to be a sneak attack. Nice. Um, I get plus eight with my short bow, um, and oh, I'll have advantage. Fun. I have, I'm going to roll just those two d20s like that. <laughs> At least I have advantage. <laughs> oh, no. Boy. I have advantage. Good advantage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, so that's an 18. Uh, that's absolutely a hit. Seven. Okay, so that's going to be um, a d6 plus another d6 plus it's going to be 2d6 plus uh, 1d8. Okay. Um, one, two, oh, boy. five, so 10 damage plus three, 13 damage to the mammoth. And as my bonus action, I'm actually going to use uh, one of my spells, Hunter's Mark. Okay. Um, for Jin Wu, Hunter's Mark actually is is you know a culinary technique, and he actually takes one of those <laughs> those peppers, <laughs> squishes it in his hand, and tosses it, and it's gonna strike the giant. And because everything's all cold, the hot pepper is gonna cause some steam to come off of the giant. Um, Squishing so, a hot pepper in your hand, nice. in your hand okay. is risky. Oh yeah, I know, I know. Dangerous. Don't scratch your eyeball. Afterwards. Don't scratch your eyes. I'm not gonna scratch my eyeball. Unless the GM gets me to do it. Don't scratch your eyes. I'm like, don't, don't go to the bathroom. We all went different places. Don't go to the bathroom. Don't so, scratch your so eyes. I wanna. So this represents me imbuing all of my arrows with spice, because I'm gonna literally take every arrow out of my quiver. Oh, I um, love it. Okay. For the next hour, I deal an extra D6 damage against Ooh, the giant. That is awesome. Nice. So the I giant has <laughs> leapt from his uh, mighty perch and drawing his axe from his from his back <laughs> crashes into the ground. He's actually smiling and his mighty weapon descends towards Yugon, the mammoth. Two, two attacks. Um, so a 20 oh. and a critical, which is a 29. They both hit. <laughs> okay, so uh, this does a lot of damage, I'm afraid. Oh, no. Um, you just got so undead, man. This is not right. Three Stop killing me, Joe. Stop killing me. So, so, so does it roll as a show? Is the concept to get everyone to roll death saves? Is, is that what we're Basically, doing? Basically, oh, yeah. no, yeah. no, it's does it roll higher than Joe? And the answer is always no. I mean, we, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> we got invited to D&D Live because Joe made a career on killing me. Okay. Basically. So. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, so he moves branding. on quickly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it does Holy. 43 damage. Oh. But it critted, so that's plus 36. So that is a... Oh. Uh, sorry, I've got so much to cover my thing. Have you uncanny uh, dodge? Please have you uncanny dodge. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's, 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 that's 69 points of damage in two hits. I have nice, but not nice. hit points. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm still, he's still good. Mammoths have a lot of health, by the way. <laughs> How much so is he, he roars <laughs> with pleasure. And one blow, two blows, blood flies in all direction, and gone, you're thrown black by the power of his hits. Um, and next up in round is, uh, I think it's Salfiz. So Salfiz is going to like, handbrake, <laughs> handbrake? I guess I've got a quick lady picking with a handbrake, I'm going to call now. Reach down to her side, like pull up her right, her right her flipper, and, her right flipper, and just like, yeah, handbrake round. Um, my multi-tools have to come out and I'm going to do the thing that people have seen me do for the last couple of episodes and make her into my artillerist cannon but this time I'm going to make her into the healing cannon which I can't think of the name of okay um, called the healing cannon I'm sure it probably is like nothing more than that so because Selfish has seen his two friends well one friend die and one friend fly to his death more or less last episode he's like okay this is what's going to happen um <laughs> So her beak opens up, and it's called the Eldritch Cannon Protector. There we go. I got there. Um, and I've seen the Gone Mammoth like get 
mangled, for lack of a better term? Like, it's very obvious he's taken <laughs> a heavy impact, right? Yeah. Mangled, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, very much so. So, um, I'm going to, after I, like, do the bonus action to make Lady Penguin or Penelope Guinevere into, um, to protect her cannon, I'm going to then use my move action to move back towards Gon and try and heal him up. Okay, so uh, how does that what, what how does that affect? What's the rules with that? In terms of actual mechanics, so yeah, tur- turn the multi tool, mouth opens up, the Gatling gun comes out, and the the third cannon, which is almost like I'm gonna go with a, a misting like spray gun for cleaning, like you know, like that like <laughs> cooling spray you just get like deep heat spray, um, and it's <laughs> oh, gonna yeah, it's going to spray on Gun and I'm going to give him a 1d8 plus 4 temporary hit points. I put deep well, heat on you. my blue mammoth. Ac- actually, if there's anyone within a, a 10 feet cone of him, um, yeah, Jules, or 10 feet, Jules also cooling gets cooling spray is very appropriate for the setting. I said deep. I said deep heat. My, I said cooling. We went deep heat. It's it's, it's, it's a deep burn. It's tiger a deep bomb? burn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tiger, tiger bomb? bomb is the one. Tiger, tiger bomb in yeah, spray right. form. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to do with your round? I realised that I actually it was actually Graham's round. Is there anything else you want to do with yours before we jump over to Graham? Graham, I appreciate you letting me take your goal. <laughs> this is a bonus action. <laughs> I mean, we, 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 we both rolled a 10. It was abysmal. Right. Um, so, oh, oh that, that's God. everything. What am I doing? One plus what? Can I act like no one saw that, right? Oh, well, I see it. <laughs> ah, I rolled a, <laughs> a 1 plus 4. They woke up 5 every hit points. <laughs> How? I am here to help. I am Zalfiz the Helpful. Is that like <laughs> she's recently rebuilt Penguin 3.0? Needs some bug, uh, like troubleshooting and bug hunting. Like this beak opens up. This is like a instead of being like a, a, a strong like smith. This is like and it doesn't quite get that. It gets one d four. Yeah. Um, nice. oh, I'm so sorry, lads. Oh, I, I really I, I hate playing support, and I did it badly when I did. Okay, Graham, you're around. So, um, I, I'm obviously I was like, hey, you know, gone. We're, we can't just not turn it. And obviously, he's at this point already turned around, leapt from his s- s- uh, bow and properly turned into a mammoth. And I'm just in awe. And I've seen him get attacked by this, um, by this giant with an axe. Um, oh my God. Um, so I, I grabbed my uh, my harp. Well, not my harp. Oh, harp on the mind. I got this harpoon. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody talks so, about uh, the harpers. We're not allowed. No, no, no. Yo, I love harps. We've HR, <laughs> HR have had us in many meetings. And we won't do it again. <laughs> so I, I grab it, uh, my harpoon, and I decide to run up to this giant and try and throw the harpoon into his into his eye. Let's say. There we go. Okay, okay. nice. Let's give give me that shot. Well, like hey. that. Blind him. Oh, hey, oh, why, oh. Wow, was that a, was that a oh, ninety to hit? Okay, so that's absolute hit, and your harpoon crashes into his face, and he screams. Blood flies in all directions. Give me that damage, but it's also a sneak attack as well. Yeah. So that's. Four, and then it would be 1d6 plus 3 as well, isn't it? So... It would just be... It wouldn't have plus 3, it would just be 1d6 on top oh, of Oh, okay, so, th- so that's... Um, 10. 6, uh, yeah, 10, yeah. Okay, nice. Okay, the, nice. the giant screams in anger, clutching his eyes in one hand, his mighty axe in the other, and he's swinging blindly in all directions. That, and we you- are <laughs> off the round with gun. Um... I would like to do a trampling charge at the giant. Can we say because he's blinded, he's at disadvantage while I do this? Um, can you do a trampling charge if you haven't got a run up? Because like right now you're kind of like facing off against this mammoth and you're. It knocked you know, me back. Of... The giant knocked me back, didn't he? Okay. Yeah. I, I want to do it at the that. giant. Yeah, I don't I want to ignore a... Okay. Straight okay. at him. Yeah, straight at him. Uh, he's got to make a DC 18 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Okay, I, I think it makes sense for him to roll with disadvantage because he is blinded and you've an enormous mammoth had crashed into him. <laughs> yeah, the odds okay. of rolling below 18 um, So he rolled Whoa. a two. Oh. Nice. Oh. Oh. Plus six is an eight. 
if the target is not prone, the mammoth can make one stomp attack against it as a bonus action. Do it. Yes. Do it. Do it. Yes. Okay. Um, where's my best. D20? Step on him. <laughs> step, step on him. <laughs> I rolled a nat one. For damage. No, for the D20 to hit. Oh, no. Do I get advantage if he's on the ground? You do get advantage yeah, if he's on the ground. Yeah, you do. Oh, my God. You definitely cheese it and still fails. <laughs> I rolled oh. two. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hey, at least it's not a one. You know what? You know what's cool? It's not just D20 that screws me. It's my own dice, too. <laughs> he can. And he's too nice to lie. So I'm assuming his AC is uh, only 11, right? And that 12 hits him? Um, so, funny story. Uh, no, is is our most We're all doing that. Ooh, interesting, interesting. No, nothing. So his arm oh, comes up, so and damage. despite your weight crushing him down, he flings you off with just one arm, and you almost lose your balance. You feel yourself almost falling into the pit below, but your charge, the momentum from your charge, keeps you carrying forward and you, you spin around and you see the giant prone on the ground still clutching his eyes but he stands pulling his axe up with him at least he tries to stand but it's not his go it's DM Steve Steve it's uh, Jules' go Jules looks at the Ramirez their, their pitch black eyes meeting his and he says bruh I don't know what kind of pain you've been through and I probably could never relate but we're here together and despite the fact that the body is flaming and, and and throwing off steam jules takes their left hand and he touches the creature's head he just touches their head regardless of you know what would happen in the consequences of that because this creature deserves connection and they are part of this world just like he is your flesh steams and burns as the incredible heat from within the monster's body tears into your skin and you take seven points of damage. And and Jules doesn't hide from the pain, and Jules is clearly in pain. But it just happens, and Jules takes the damage, then takes Jinwoo's culinary lockpicks and begins work, because that's nice. what needs to be done. Give me a sleight of hand roll. So we're going to do some sleight of hand here. Uh, not a great roll, but you know what? Slate of hand plus three, so seven in total. Not great. So you're you you don't succeed. Do you want to describe what happens? I think Jinwo needs two hands to do this, um, and their left hand now is burned, and clearly is struggling holding the lock in place as their right hand begins to like tick in. But there's no panic. There's no uh, anxiousness. Jules, after failing looks to the Remoraz, and there's a moment of calm and begins to try again on their next turn. And it is calm. And it genuinely is calm. And it, it seems unbelievable for this, like, I mean, the rumors say a terrible beast, but it is looking at you with genuine empathy as we step up to the Frost Giant's go. It stands up. It pulls its hands across its face, pulling away the, the, wiping away the blood from its eyes. And it looks around him, picking up its axe. It swings it down towards the mammoth again. In fact, he, he launches himself, like he's gonna he? have to, sorry? He does not like me, does he? <laughs> I wonder I why. You're, you're the main enemy. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's see how this goes. Uh, that is a 28 and wow. a 12. 12 misses, 28 hits. Okay. Actually, no, 28 misses too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay, that is oh, a what? 25 damage. What is with this damage? Okay, and the mammoth is now going going berserk. So I didn't use the mammoth last round. And it charges forward towards Zalfiz. So I think he's the only enemy that he can see. Graham, where are you? Um, I'm behind Zalfiz somewhere. You are a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Not where I can be attacked. Yeah, yeah. 
Zalfiz and Graham, I think you're pretty much side by side. The mammoth is going to charge towards you. I need oh, no. both of you to make me a dexterity saving throw. As, oh no, he will do better it, now in this. As it, it basically tramples over you both. I've plus two, that's not bad. Do you want to go first, Graham? Uh, yeah, nice. Nice. So I got, uh, yeah, dirty 21. Uh, that is good enough. You leap out the way. Selfies? With a plus two, I rolled. Oh! Nice. 18. <laughs> 18 is on the money. Pulls up her right flipper and hammerheads around whatever strike is happening. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. And, and you see uh, Jules on top. Uh, next in round, I believe it is Daniel. Uh, okay. Jim Wee. Um, I couldn't hear Owen with the with the audio. It might be just because uh, yeah, can I can't hear you. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, it's not just me, is it? Oh, I can mm-hmm. hear Owen. I can. Hear oh, Owen. weird. Um, tell tell him I'm hilarious. Everyone, everyone, tell Daniel I'm hilarious. Right? Um, Owen's talking shit about you. God damn it, Owen! <laughs> we are friends. I don't even like archaeology. I don't, I don't no, even like archaeology at do all. That. Um, <laughs> seeing as the uh, seeing as Jules is trying to free the Remoraz, I'm going to actually try to kill the mammoth, um, so okay. that Jules has time and a stable base to do something on. Um, oh, but then the giant. You know, I have Hunter's Mark on the giant. I'm going to attack the giant. Um, I would assume that I have advantage against the giant, right? It, it still doesn't seem to have seen you. Sick. Okay, cool. So I'm going <laughs> to attack it with my short bow. I'm going to move a little bit closer um, because the action has kind of moved away from me. Um, I have advantage. So um, either an 18 or a 22. Okay, they both hit. Uh, um, but that's just, I just have one attack. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be, oh, this is going to be a lot of damage. I think the giant's been hurt. So that means that I have... Let's see, it's a D6, plus another D6 for a sneak attack, plus another D6 for Hunter's Mark, plus a D8. So it's 3D6 plus uh, 1D8. Um, Come on. Let's see what we get here. There's the 3D6, <laughs> and, and then there's the D8, there's an 8, 18 Ooh. damage, plus 3, 21 damage. Ooh. Nice. Um, okay. like and we use my movement action to kind of get closer. I have one... I have two spell slots left, and I fully intend on healing Jules. Nice. Yeah. I think no, Jules. Jules isn't damaged, is he? Jules, yeah. Oh, the yes, 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 yeah, Ben, absolutely, yeah. Okay. Left hand. Yeah. So, uh, next in round, we have it's Kuhn this time. Sorry, great. Right. Um, so I'm seeing everything that's going on. Um, the mammoths just stormed past, but I've noticed that this giant is still hacking away at gone. <laughs> And uh, we need to do something about that. So I'm going to run up with my rapier and try and go through its ankle. Um, I like it. Just nice. trying to slow it down as much as possible. So Can you bring it down. <laughs> bring it down. <laughs> I'm thinking of the Lord of the Rings. And the... Yeah. <laughs> bring it down. Bring it down. Bring it down. <laughs> so 23. Ooh, nice. 23 is a hit. Nice one. Ooh. Right. So that is a. One uh, d8 plus three, and then one d6. So that's ten and five. Fifteen damage. Fifteen Ooh. damage. Again, he screams with rage and looks down at you as a new opponent, and you oh, suddenly no. feel fear in your heart. But next oh, up, no. it is Zelfiz. Okay, so please kill it. Give me a rough picture of how now the mammoth, the giant, and that so, mess of people looks. Up the hill, we have um, Graham, the giant, Jinwu, and Gon. Behind you, you have the mammoth with Jules and the Remoraz on its back, and you're kind of in the middle of all of this. Okay, so... Um, Zelfiz is getting kind of like, okay, I, I've tried I've tried the helpful thing and it didn't work out. It got, got a little healing stuff it's like right takes out his multi-tool is going to change to the force ballista and is going to aim at the mammoth with the jewels and the cage on the back and try and hit it with a force ballista attack the mammoth yes okay Liz. give me that attack uh, where is my d20 
So with plus five, oh my god, D20 is running so slow. <laughs> oh, 11. Wap wap. Hummer. Uh, 11. 11 is not good enough, I'm afraid. Cool. Um, with that, I'm also going to move away from the mammoth <laughs> and towards, <laughs> like, try and just like, literally like, so I, the way I mentioned it, it's like, up in the hill, there's the battle with the giant and that group of people. The mammoth is kind of in front of me with the lake behind me. I'm going to keep like moving towards the lake, like reversing, but shooting towards the mammoth, if that makes sense. Well, you're in the middle, so you're plan. between the mammoth, who's sort of back against the lake, and the giant is up the hill. You're literally in the middle between the two in this. Oh, I'm away from the lake. Okay, the mammoth's past me. Okay, sorry. Fair enough. Uh, ooh, I didn't expect that. Well, okay, I'm going to hang out where I am, just be all like chilling out, I guess. Okay, we are top of the round, and we have uh, gone the mammoth. All right, gone. <clears throat> Turning back towards the giant is going to use its gore attack and uh, try to just pierce its thighs because he's already seen that Graham has attacked his ankle and he's just going to try to bring the giant down to the ground again. But this so time the, he's going to do a gore attack. He is looking incredibly, incredibly badly damaged, but to your right is this huge precipice. You do have an opportunity here. Oh, I'd like to shove him off that. Okay, Ooh. give me a... <laughs> like to shove me off, a, buddy. No. Okay, let's charge into him. So give me a strength athletics roll. Strength athletics. So, yeah. 17 plus 7. Uh, the giant rolled and Now, he does, have, he does have a rapier through his ankle. <laughs> He's, it's an 18 Classic. plus 6, so it's a 24. <laughs> They're equal roles. Yeah, but his ankles, his ankles are really stinging. So uh, but how about I'm not going to give you, I'm not give you advantage, but I'm willing to do a roll again. So I'll roll again if you roll again. Okay, I'll roll Ooh, again. ooh, exciting, mm. exciting. Yo, tense. Drum roll. Oh, God. Okay, he's got a 12. Okay. <laughs> I got a 19. Oh! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Go on the gun. Okay, so, this is, so, so what happens is you crash into him. Yeah, I, I crashed into him and I just lift him just towards the precipice and just like start pushing and just charging him towards it. And at first he resists and your strength is equaled. Might against I, might. Then I use my trunk and I sweep his legs out from under him. <laughs> <laughs> Leg. That was so cool. That was so onto cool. his face, and his hand reaches out and grabs onto a tuft of your fur, but it is not strong enough to hold his weight, and he falls down and down and down. There's a huge crash, and he looks up at you from 40 feet below. Can I Bloody stomp on the edge of the ice cliff and try to smash the ice down on him? Oh, man. I like that. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> But it's not your round. So <laughs> I like that, but no. Uh, no, no, sorry, Steve. Uh, sorry, uh, Jules. And Jules watches as this frustrant falls and plummets down and looks sad. Thinks. Jules. It, it, it happened, and there's nothing that Jules can do about it, but uh, it is a shame that it came to this. There are other lives at stake here. And Jules look back, looks back to the Remoraz and looks back to the lock and begins picking it once again. So we get that slate of hand check. I believe in you. My and we're getting, a, we're getting a 21 to Ooh, pick that, that lock. That, 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 that's good. got to go. Absolutely. The, the crude mechanism easily gives way beneath your nimble picking and the cage swings open. And for a moment, the beast looks at you and you look at it and you wonder if it's going to attack. But it leaps forward, not at you, but at the cliff behind you, clutching onto the snow with all its hundreds of legs, digging in deep. It flows over the snow, over the rise and is gone. Turns around and waves. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is gone, but just for a moment, it turns and looks at you, looks at the giant, and looks at the mammoth, and it disappears. 
And as a group, you have an opportunity here. You can stay and wait for the giant to find an opportunity to climb, a, a way of climbing back up the cliff to finish this battle, or you can make an exit. I would like so to do I what think... I said I wanted to do, which was break the ice on top of him. <laughs> just just keep, keep beating that drum, that Keep beating that drum. Well, if everyone's happy leaving combat, because I'm very aware we've got a time limit. And then everyone can get on my back and I can run for the hills. That's a great idea. I would I would first like to heal Jules. Okay, let's do that. Uh, because, because Jules is wounded. I uh, took that seven damage. I'm going to go up to Jules. I'm going to take my my thieves tools and cooking utensils and I'm going to hold Jules's hands in mine. You're, you're burnt to left hand and be like, next time be more careful. And I'm going to heal you for a D eight plus two. Can I do the same um, for gun with cure wounds? So I'm actually going to take a berry out of my pouch and I'm going to uh, wash my hands off in the snow because I know that I have chili oil all over it. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> and I'm going to crush the berry in my hand and I'm going to rub it over yours um, very gently. And I'm going to heal you for eight points. That brings J Jules back to, to full health. And Jules says, nice. it was brah, 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 brah. It was beautiful. I've never seen one of those things that you always talk about. I've never seen it up close, but it is, it is a beautiful creature. Terrifying but so <laughs> breathtaking. Next time, just just be more careful. I can't I can't lose you. What is, what is what is what is Jinwo and Jules like love language? Like are they very like physical or like? I think they're very. They they can, I think they could be very physical because especially with the the warmth that that they have for yeah. each other. I think I think yeah. Jules is overwhelmed with emotion here. Just Jinwu, the Remoraz, the freedom, and I think Jules just like embraces Jinwu and just kisses them. Just yeah, so hard and just like in the is, snow. This is a lot. To, the snow is falling all around <laughs> us. We hear the romantic noise of the giant going in the background. <laughs> yeah, dude, we don't care. It's we don't messy. Care. It's messy and it's weird. And it's, but I that's have the life. berry in my hand. I'm clutching your face, and it's just yeah. The hands burned. Like it's there's messy. like the smell. Yeah, it's messy. Yeah, I yeah. love it. This is great. It's messy. At, at the same time, Zelfie and Steve and I are totally okay doing this. Our characters are totally okay doing this for all those the, who are watching and listening. I, I love how you wanted to clarify that we weren't bullying you into some sort of <laughs> weird. Asked if Kenku are good kissers <laughs> with the beak, and yes, this Kenku is a great kisser. Can we make it work? Just like we make it work. I love sideways the, I, around his face. Yeah. I love. We the make it work. <laughs> the image the half elf and the kenku doing this while Zalfa is like lays gun down it's like oh god come on okay it takes out two like little test tubes puts two of them together there's a small little like mushroom cloud comes out of one so and, and he makes him drink this 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 gross tasting um you, you know sour potion and Nile also mammoth, heals he just eats it <laughs> yeah Nile also heals for 1d6 Nile also heals for 1d6 and like just short of walking away going Will you stop getting hurt? It's really hassle. It's just hassle for me. As a, <laughs> as a, as a oh. and a half elf are having a moment in the background, like, you're really harsh in my buzz. So the screen, like a married fades, the screen fades to black. Uh, and God, you said you're staying as a mammoth and, and transporting everybody to Care Conic. Yeah, as far as I can, anyway. Because so, the shape only lasts for a certain amount of time, but yeah. Okay, so as long as you can. So you get at least within sight of the town, and you see ahead a very worrying sight. I mean, the small town of only maybe 70 buildings, even from this distance, is quite clearly aflame. Black smoke is pouring from it, being blown across the darkened landscape across the frozen Lake Dinashir. And as you approach, you see that numerous buildings are burnt to the ground. And the snow around the perimeter of the town has been pounded, and there are patches of darkened blood, as if a mighty battle has been fought. And even from this distance, you do see the occasional body although mainly these pools of blood. And as you approach, tired and hurt, 
you realize there's not going to be any sanctuary here. What happened here? Um, I mean, Jin, Jin Wu feels real guilty because I'm the reason why we, we, we're late. And I'm going to take full full responsibility for this. Gone. Just lets Jin Wu, like he looks around and does it look like it's been a while since this happened? So right now you're probably approaching um, sort of midday. You'd think this probably happened the previous day, maybe, or maybe the previous night. Like yes. there's, there's still flames yeah. burning, but they're low. Gone wants to like let you move and like <clears throat> you, we, we would have arrived as it was happening or after it already happened. Don't. This isn't your fault. We could have helped. We still can. I I've, I I knew a hunter who, who who lives here. They used to come to the Lonely Wood. Uh, I need to go and check if they're all right. And God would like to just just you guys check if anyone else is okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna, oh, go I'm gonna search for survivors then. <clears throat> and God would like to go off and look for that person he knew who lived here. And I'm gonna look for word of um, friends Tree Bryce, not Tree Bryce, Tree Bryce. Um, so, I mean, Zalfiris, have you been here before? Would you know where where Brand's sort of abode yes. is? Yes. Yeah, so definitely, like, because I was here, like, I was in Ryman Frostbase probably six months to a year before all of this story kicked off, because I came here looking for dark ice, and then the ice deal locked down. I had travelled around ten towns in some capacity in that year, and, like, Connacharan is, like, kind of a mid-sized town in ten towns, right? One of the smallest. One of the smallest. Oh, sorry. Okay, well then, maybe I'm. I've, I've maybe been there once. Sorry, I thought I've been. Yeah, I was very wrong. I've been there once or twice. At, at like passing through, like and probably not paying that much attention to it, you know. Um. So it sounds like Southface is going to go in search of Bran's abode. He knows where that is, and it sounds like Jin Wu is going to go looking for survivors. And it sounds like God yeah. has a mission as well. Um. Graham, where are you going to go? Um. I will go with the uh, with Gon. Although I know he probably doesn't want anyone following him, but I'm going to be just, you know, seeing if I can help out. Mainly because I think, you know, both of us have been through some trauma and I want to stay close to my buddy. Uh, he just got messed up, so, yeah. Okay, um, so Gon looks like he's sort of gone a bit ahead. Um, yeah. Like he sort of said, blah, 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 and then went. So he's, yeah. he's and he's moving quite quickly. Um, mm -hmm. But you're kind of like following in his in his, in his yeah. footsteps. Um, Jules, yeah, I think where are you going to go? I think Zelf is understands and is able to process information like this in a very uh maybe not a healthy but like a very succinct way which is something that is something but I think gone and Graham there's an energy there that worries him and Jules looks at Jinwoo and nods knowingly and heads after them Jinwoo is also very quick on his feet uh as a monk and is able to kind of maybe maybe keep up so i think we're going to start off with zalfiz so zalfiz you kind of like pick your way through the ruins okay. and you get this very worrying feeling that you're being watched there's a very unnatural feel to the air the the houses around are kind of like burned there's signs of a battle and there's signs of death but you feel like you're being watched and can i give can you give me a perception roll? I can, but so at, at this point, Zalfiz is like, so he's left uh, Bryn Shander. He's met his missing friend outside the gates. He's like, okay, it's not all adding up to me when I talk to him. It, like, there's something weird about him. He's off. Like, so since this all happened, a giant followed him. Like, he's very on edge. So he's like rooting through the, the, the garbage, the like rubble, stops, looks up and looks around. And you know when they, you kind of even if you don't see someone, but you like when you get that paranoid, you start seeing like I look at that hill and like you can almost imagine someone's head dropping down behind us, whether it's there or not. Like that's the kind of vibe he's getting. And I'm going to roll perception. Mm. Sorry, perception. Ooh. Yeah. <clears throat> Ooh, plus four. Okay. We're plus four. I rolled an eight. I'm apparently not that worried. 
so you do feel like you're being watched and there are these moments where you kind of look up and you think there's something there and then when you look again it's gone not me. What, what's Gun doing? But you oh. approach the the shop of brand and it's still is it, whole. Is, is, when you say a shop, you mean like it's a workshop where he like helps locals? Um so I think like you said, whereas you're very much you you make things and you create them and then you may be you might be employed to do something. Brand is much more, hey, I've made this thing, I have a shop front, I sell all sorts of things. And a lot of the things he sells are maybe not actually that useful. Like he might sell a ring that's warm. Now that doesn't actually help you. It's a warm ring, that's it. Right. But he so can I'm make like, some money on it. Like I'm like Barry Scott, he's like Yeezys, right? Yeah, I think it's a reference Americans won't get, but I, I like it. <laughs> he's, he's definitely out for a quick buck, and the door is Billy Mays. Barry Scott is for Americans, by the way. Go on, sorry. <laughs> the, the door is slightly ajar. I will, I will like nervously and cautiously walk through the door with with my like crossbow. So like my crossbow, like you said earlier, is. It's a crossbow. It's got like the wings of a crossbow, but no string between it. It's okay. a magical crossbow. It's just out to my sight. And this is the one that you picked up in um, the spaceship. Oh no! My actual crossbow is, is also uh, arcanely imbued okay. with reloading. Uh, arca- whatever the arcane reloading thing is, I don't reload and I get plus one. So the the shop front is. completely devastated all the kind of little shelves and little um display boxes have all been smashed everything of value seems to have been taken and taken with a purpose it's not like random destruction it's like someone smashed through the case and taken all the valuables from in all the shelves have been cleared there is no sign of any of his artificing or alchemy there is a, a back door which leads into like where he would maybe keep his stores, and then there's a staircase leading up into where he would consider a home. And there's no like so because of my experience with doing like the dark ice experiments and making Graham's um jumpatron legs or walkatron legs and like doing stuff with Lady Penguin, there's no like little shards or like when I say shards, it's like very much like you know when you get small pin shaped like pin shard gar- gla- glass shards like real little shards mm. of glass knocking around the place or ice even um, nothing that you would think would be unusual for the area this is much more just like it's just smashed glass from the display cases I'm gonna go continue upstairs looking for him and if not I'll go find my friends to say hey this guy is definitely not here guys sure it's fine so your feet fall heavily on the f- wooden staircase and it's not like a staircase it's almost like a ladder leading up into a single room and there is a strong sort of iron smell of blood and as your head pokes up you are face to face with the lifeless eyes of brand like he's like as your oh, head goes through the trap store he deserved it dead God, he's dead. God. No. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh I'm joking. That's awful. Damn it. That's awful. <laughs> That's a, Salvis is very practical in a in a like serial killer way, apparently. Mm. Um, but the room okay, around really him seems to be um, chaotic. Brand was known for. I mean, maybe, maybe he's a bit of a shill and a bit of a. He's he's willing to sell anything but he was always organized and clever in his own way. But the ramblings drawn on the boards and the wall itself, the diagrams and analytics of what must be the black ice are very, very strange. So it's not good PR. Like if someone saw this, it's not good for the brand. It's kind of like sort of conspiracy theory. Everything's written on everything. Um, Okay. It, but it would take, probably take a few minutes at least to work out even a gist of what he's so, writing. So I think Zelfiz would like pop up, see the dead face, like get freaked out, pop down and go, oh my God. And like put his head back up and see the room and going, from what I can tell, he's onto something. He's got killed. This has happened. And Zelfiz would run back to his buddies, I think, at that point, without okay. exploring further than what you described. 
Okay. Um, so, Jin Wu, you are beginning mm-hmm. to explore the town. Um, and you're a ranger, so can you give me a survival role or you can give me an investigation role if you'd prefer to kind of work out a bit of what's happening? I'm going to roll investigation. That's a 21. Nice. So it looks like there was a vicious attack in the night. Right. Some very well-armed people that somehow got a surprise and you're not sure how because the the way it looks like it's not like they jumped out at them it's almost like they were invisible and managed to just like that's the only way you can explain it right the villagers look like they got some sort of defense but a very very poor one and were pretty much massacred where they stood Many of them died, and for some reason, their bodies were carried off to the north, towards the mountain. Mm. The survivors were also led away. Now, the tracks of, because of the storm, have been filled in, but there were so many of them. You think maybe dozens of survivors being led in a train to the a train to the north. Right. It may still be alive. Hmm. Okay. You know what? I have, um, let's see. So natural explorer, this is my favorite terrain. It is the Arctic. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not able to get any more information from that. Am I? Um, I, I think you probably can. Yeah. So the, the attackers seem to be very heavy footed, like, iron boots or metal boots like they were heavily armored and very heavy but they also had with them at least two you got a 21 didn't you so yeah i got a 21 yeah at least two ogres or at least ogre sized creatures hmm okay i'm gonna kind of look around there are no survivors here but they left one body if uh which is which is odd to me i'm going to rejoin the rest of the group and there are a few bodies around there are a few bodies it's not that they've taken everybody but they have taken a few okay so i could see like this is where i'm understanding the nature of their wounds i could see that they've been like viciously attacked that sort of thing yeah I, i think probably like the most wounded like some there's some ones that are kind of like almost like cut in half or beheaded they've right. been left but there are like blood patches where someone who is either um, like mortally wounded or or at least whole have been carried or dragged away gotcha so for those who were dismembered by the by the ogres I'm going to try to oh, collect most of, the, most of the attackers definitely weren't ogres but there was definitely ogres amongst them there were definitely ogres yeah so for those who are like seriously wounded and dismembered I'm gonna collect their body parts and try to bury them whole together because um, I think that you know they should go to the afterlife, you know, as a whole person. So and I'm going to try to parts. bury as many of them as possible. And, and Jin Wu's trying to take this task on <laughs> is on on by himself because he feels so guilty. Okay, there's there's yeah. going to be a long job. There are numerous bodies scattered across. And, the and that's okay. Jin Jin Wu is is willing to do the work. Okay, Jesus gone. Christ. You kind of headed off on your own. Um, you've probably noticed that a way back, uh, Jaws and Graham are sort of following you. Uh, what do you want to do? Um, what kind of like path is it in this town? Is it a dirt path? Is it like a mud trail or what is it? It probably would have been, but the recent storm has covered most of it, so it's fresh snow. Okay. Um, <clears throat> pools of blood. All right. What I would like to do is once I'm out of sight of Graham, who I see following behind me, I would like to walk walk on just a bit and cast invisibility on myself, then retrace my tracks and kind of try to jump to the side out of the way and attracts in the shadow of a building that wouldn't be noticed as tracks. And just have basically up like five or six steps ahead, my track just disappear. Did did, did Gon like like nice. speed up and like try to like I was already dip going away? a fair bit ahead. <clears throat> and when I noticed people tracking me once I went around the corner, 
I sped up a bit and then I cast invisibility, retraced my steps and jumped into a shadow. Gotcha, gotcha. So Jules and Graham, you kind of like turn a corner. You're a bit further away from Gwen. You turn a corner and he's just gone. gone. His, his tracks are like, and then they stop. Gone, where are you? Jules is very worried about Gone. Very worried. Something's happening here. There's a, there's a, there's a turmoil. I think Jules will take a deep breath. And despite the invisibility, I think Jules wants to see like, did, did something happen here? Like, where did they go? They can't just disappear. That's not, that, bro, that doesn't make any sense. I think Jules wants to like, listen. Just okay. very, very subtly listen. Anna's holding his breath. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the way we're gonna do this with the, the invisibility, the standard thing with invisibility is it's you roll with disadvantage. So I think we'll do a perception check. So it'll be, um, Go on, if you want to do kind of some sort of hide roll or deception roll. Deception? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lie to me. This is Jules's perception or insight. I don't mind which. Jules rolls in lowest seven plus six, 13. Oof. Got a 24. Mm. <laughs> oh boy. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. So you, there's a moment where you kind of hear this whisper on a wind, like a cloak flapping or a heavy footstep on hard sort of like frozen soil not on snow but on soil and you kind of spin around because that's the direction it was but there's no sign of gone and no sign of a lead gone where do you want to go uh once they've kind of uh, have they moved away or are they still there they seem to have sort of like got to the end of your footsteps and stopped uh, sorry graham what do you want to say because we're just, we're just waiting. We're like listening. We don't know what's happened. Gone. Where has he gone? <clears throat> I would like to kind of slink back around the corner of one of the like, the building that I'm hiding in the shadows of, and then move, keep on moving, and look for the largest house in the town, the biggest house I can find. So there's there's probably like a few buildings that you can see. Like this is a much smaller town than Bryn Chandel. This is much more of a village. Um, there's probably a few things that you can see. There'll be the largest house will be the speaker's house. There's um, there's probably like a shop, a store that you see to one side. Um, and then there'll be just general homes as well. And there's there'll be a, a, a nearby home that you can see with the door sort of flapping open. I'll go to the, the shop that I see. Um, so the this will be a two-story wooden building um, that's like all the buildings in Icewind Dale is raised on stilts there'll be kind of like a staircase going up and then a wooden platform and then a door in front the door is half open as there's like a leg sort of blocking it um, as you push the door open you see below you a half elf dressed in leathers he has a, a dagger in his hand and he sort of looks up at you blood on his lips um you sort of look into the shop do you have dark vision um i don't um the it's it's kind of only lit by some sort of flames from the nearby burning buildings but you see it's pretty well stocked and one of the the things that ten towns is famous for is these like carvings so the the, the trout the knucklehead trout their heads are made of ivory and you can make these incredible carvings and there's like various equipment here like anything from the player's hand but you know the kind of stand equipment but there are these beautiful carvings as well that are on these shelves and the half elf looks up at you and goes well i'm invisible oh but i guess he's, I... the door opens maybe yeah. and he sort of looks up and goes is any is anybody there please i, I need help I've been stabbed. I, 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 I don't think it's mortal, but I, it hurts so much. I'd like to kind of pull him in and close the door quietly behind me, and then come out of my invisibility. <clears throat> oh, what, what happened here? Are you, are you gone? I've heard the stories of your, of your amazing adventures. Your, oh, thank God! I'm gonna make it. They. No, they came in the night, invisible. And when they attacked, 
They turned into darkened figures, shadows, shadows, blackened faces. Dwar dwarves, I think. Dwarves. Please, I need help. Can you, can you heal me? I can help, but I have to ask you, is there anything here of power, of value, that might be able to assist me in, in, in saving your town? Of course. Um, over there. Um, and he points at a wall. Push, push against the picture. He'll come away. Behind it. Hidden. Hidden box. Powerful, powerful dagger. My father's. Thank you so much. And as Gon stands up, he pulls out a rapier and stabs the man through the neck. There's like a what? spray of blood. Of all, of all the ways to, to put somebody out of their misery? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Wow. Just right through the neck, and then he's like, thank you very much, and he walks away towards the uh, picture. Okay. And, uh, but he specifically up. said it wasn't mortal. It is yeah, now. It's, it's not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to die, but I'm hurting so much. Well, now you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this person wasn't a doctor. They didn't know it was mortal. So yeah, was like, yeah, he just thought he was fine, you know? Better put him out of his misery, you know? So within this hidden box, you find Jesus. a dagger. Um, it is thrumming with power, and you feel it in your hand that this is has got a lot of very, very unpleasant energy within it. And as soon as you touch it, it begins to drip with black poison. Mm. There's like a hiss on the ground as the drip is poured. Can I like do an arcana check or something on it? Yeah, and I think as you kind of investigate this, we return to the <laughs> others who have gathered in the town square. Um, Jinwu, if you want to kind of relate to everyone what's happened, I mean, at Aura, you still kind of frantically bury these bodies because they're, I mean, there's two men I'm not, I'm, alone I'm, in the hard packed permafrost. Do you no, mind? I'm trying to, to bury them all, and it's, it's kind of gotten to the point where I've, I've made a, like a, a mass grave for all of them, and I've began to prepare meals that I would have made for them when I arrived. And I lay them all out in small bowls and I line them up around the edges of this grave. Uh, and so I, I've made them this last meal that I, I couldn't I couldn't give it to them when they were um, when they were living. So I've made it for the dead. Um, and I'm gonna kind of turn and look to Jules and say, we've spent so much time in the ten towns helping people and this was the next town we were going to visit when we got the shot unstuck from the building and we came here and they're all dead we could have helped them this this is this is my fault Rah. they are all dead brah and we can do nothing for them. We can bury them. Yeah, we can we can we can pay respects, but the the guilt that you feel you feel me is not it speaks more to you who are alive and the care that you have for other people more than it speaks to their pain and their suffering. They're gone. They're deceased. There's nothing more we can do for them. But you, Jinwu, you can take that frustration and that fear, put it in a pot, pull that noodle, and you can make it something helpful for those who are still alive. Jules, this me? isn't frustration. This isn't fear. This is this is rage. Something inside me burns more than any pepper that I've ever served. And Jules, still talking to Jinwu, looks to Graham and like looks directly at Graham. And then talks to Jinwu, but clearly is talking to, to both of them. Mm -hmm. And says, the lotus flower, it, it is a beautiful, wonderful thing. It is gorgeous to behold, but grows only in the muddiest of waters. It grows in filth. It grows in toxicity. 
it came to me in a passing thought, but Chinwu, I trust you. If that is the rage you feel, then feel it. Don't deny it. I'm not. And whoever did this, they they will they will feel my blades. And Jinmu's gonna actually um, look one last time at the bodies and look at the rest of you and say, I don't know where you're going next. We promise to bring you here and what we have. I don't ask for any payment, but if you, if you find out who did this, if you decide that you will follow those bloody tracks, I'm with you. And that is where we're going to leave it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. And a huge thank you to Daniel Kwan and DM Steve from Asians Represent for joining us. Please, please do check out their podcast. And if you can't wait for the next episode, you can find it right now at patreon.com forward slash Harry Roll Podcast, which is the best way of supporting the show and helping us releasing every week. For as little as $5 a month, which is what, a coffee? Um, you gain early access to all of our Rhyme and the Frost Maiden and Pulp Cthulhu episodes at least a week early as well as bonus behind the scenes episodes and some patreon only content including um, some cult divinity lost games and some call of cthulhu games so definitely definitely worth checking out if you have enjoyed this game then do please check out our live games on twitch.tv forward slash does it roll every sunday at 8 p.m gmt which i think is 3 p.m edt and 12 um, midday pacific Um, yeah please check us out and we'll see you then otherwise have a great week and see you soon